What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we've got a great episode today. Mark Podolsky, he's also known as the Land Geek. He's the foremost authority on buying and selling raw land and real estate. He's the founder of Frontier Equity Properties and has done over 5,000 real estate transactions since 2001. And on top of that, if that's not enough, he's the host of three top-rated podcasts, The Best Passive Income Model, The Art of Passive Income, and The Land Geek Podcast. All great titles. How are you today, Mark? John, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much. Oh, it's great to have you on the show. I'm really, really excited to hear your story. So, Mark, I mean, you're doing so many amazing things, but I want you to share with our listeners how you got there. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your career journey. Sure, sure. So um, before I started investing in raw land, I was a very unhappy investment banker. Mm. And uh, I was doing mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. So nothing too crazy, um, you know, Five to five hundred million in enterprise value. Mm-hmm. So I'm analyzing companies all day long, and I, I'm miserable. I got a 45 minute commute to work and back. Wow. I'm being micromanaged. Yeah. Long hours, high stress, no control, and uh, I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues oh. anticipating the weekend going by really fast. Yeah. And having yeah. to be back at work on Monday. So. My firm hires this guy, and he's telling me that on the side, he's going to tax deed auctions, he's buying up raw land, Mm -hmm. and he's flipping it, and he's online, and he's making 300% returns on his his investment. Well, John, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from the show me state. I don't believe him. Yeah. Because I look at companies all day long, and a great company, a great company has over 15% EBITDA margins, right? Free Mm -hmm. cash flow. 15%. 15%. Great. Average is at 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long less than 10%. Yeah. So I go to New Mexico, this small town, have no idea what I'm doing. I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. And I did exactly what he said to do. I bought 10 half acre parcels at an average price of $300 each. Okay. Sure enough, next week I put them up online and they sold for an average of $1,200 each. Whoa. So it worked. Yeah. So. I went to another auction in Arizona with that money, and I bought up as much as I could. Again, this is 2000. There's no one in the room. Mm-hmm. And that second auction in Arizona, that the second six months, I made over $90,000 yeah. on that one auction. Wow. So I, I go to my wife. I say, honey, I think I'm going to quit my job, and I'm going to invest in land full time. Okay. So you say that to your wife. How does your re- wife respond to that? Absolutely not. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, fine, fine. Uh, I'll do it part time, and uh, and let's see what happens. So I did it part time for eighteen months, and I worked my full time. I worked as an investment banker for you know for eighteen months full time until the land investing income exceeded my investment banking income. Yeah, and I quit in two thousand one. And I've been doing it full time ever since. Oh, that's fantastic. And and, and prior to that market, had you had any uh, real estate experience or any experience buying land? No, the only experience I had was buying my house. (laughs) I I had no real estate experience. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And and you got started in raw land. And for our listeners who may not be familiar with the terminology, define raw land. So raw land is basically 
dirt, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's not it's not there's no uh, improvements made to it. There may not be power. There may not be water uh, or a septic, right? It's mm-hmm. just pure raw land. Like if you go out in the middle of the country, um, or you drive on the highway and you see all that land, yeah, that is raw land. Yeah. And um, what I love about the model is I'm able with technology now to have it 90% automated with software. Oh, that's great. So, John, I, I, I don't even look at land anymore. Like, we just crowdsource it. We have someone go <laughs> out, fantastic. take pictures and shoot video, and and uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. that's great. Well, are you using drones? I've got to ask, because that's like the big thing with real estate. Absolutely. I'm using oh, drones. I love it. <laughs> and yeah. Mark, i got to ask you, I mean, you were in investment banking. I mean, so it sounds like you followed a very traditional path. Obviously, you must have gone to school, studied hard uh, to get into investment banking. I mean, did you ever imagine growing up that you would end up becoming an entrepreneur and buying up essentially as you describe it dirt and and selling it and just having a really good time and just getting into real estate i had no i i mean if you told me i'd be doing what i've been doing the last you know what 16 years yeah i i wouldn't believe you wow um (laughs) because you know you grow up your parents tell you you know work hard get a good education get a good job and I did all those things, but what was missing was no one cared if I was happy. Yeah. Right. No, that, that was not part of the equation. Yeah. So I had to create that for myself. And, you know, that and that alone um, and that struggle has been the most satisfying piece, I'd say. Yeah. Well, Mark, I mean, that leads me perfectly to my next question. I mean, as you know, I mean, Part of the entrepreneurial journey is, especially when you're transitioning from a traditional career into becoming an entrepreneur, sometimes you're going to face setbacks. Sometimes you're going to hit roadblocks and uh, you'll even have those moments when things just feel like they completely fall apart. Did you ever have one of those? And can you share one with our listeners? Oh, my gosh. I, 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 I have too many to, to <laughs> count. I'll, I'll tell you that um, you know, things went really well for me. Yeah. From 2001 to 2010. Mm -hmm. Right. And but it wasn't me, John. I mean, it was the market. Yeah. Right. Now, we all know what happened in 2008. But what's interesting about raw land is that we are on the long tail of real estate. Mm -hmm. So when housing is getting hit, raw land didn't get hit until two years later. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, we were the, the, the last to recover as well. But, John, I've got a huge home. I've got private school for my three kids. I've got, you know, the luxury cars. I'm going out big. I mean, my personal overhead was crazy high, uh, yeah. right? And um, and then all of a sudden, it was like one day, uh, all this passive income just stopped. Like people just stopped paying their notes. Yeah. So, so 50% of my income got slashed. Now, you know, I was still profitable, but I, I wasn't profitable enough to keep up that lifestyle. And so we got rid, you know, slowly, like, you know, the nanny's going from five days a week to three days a week. Mm-hmm. The housekeeper goes from five days a week to three days a week. And then it's one day a week. And then we get, you know, so that part was really, really tough. And and I have to say, like, kind of a blessing, really. Really that, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that we could do that. I mean, you know, there's there's nothing better, I think, than to get your ego 
knockdown mm-hmm. to yes. <laughs> to yes. acceptable. And and um, I'm so glad you bring that up because that's that's one of those those big moments where y- you make the pivots. And I want you to share that with our listeners. So I mean, you had that setback. Fifty percent of your passive income sources are getting slashed. I mean, you you've got the downturn in the uh, economy. And raw land sounds like it was getting hit after the housing bubble burst. So what changed for you? I mean, what shifts did you make in the business that that changed your trajectory? It sounds like you started with some, you know, scaling down a little bit with some of the lifestyle stuff. But what pivots did you make for the business? You know, I really started treating the business like a real business. Mm. Because before then, it was just so easy, yeah. right? I could put up a property and it would just sell, right? And I... I and. I didn't have to worry about relationships. I didn't have to worry about going back to another customer. I mean, it was just, it was too easy. Mm-hmm. And so this forced me to really start, you know, you know, really kind of creating these systems and automation and, and, and creating, um, you know, relationships with good customers so I could keep selling land to them as opposed to just these one-off kind of transactions and never hear from them again. So, you know, creating an autoresponder series, um, creating uh, an education piece so I could actually have better land investors. So I started, you know, talking about how to avoid the three fatal land buying mistakes and teaching my potential customers how to be better land buyers, right? So now I'm becoming the trusted authority in the market and differentiating myself. And so really, you know, slowly and methodically thinking like an entrepreneur and every day having that discipline to, to, you know, step back. And if it was is something that's going to move the needle or not, and if it's not, then outsource it, right. Yeah. Or delegate it or eliminate it. Yeah. And, and that, you know, from 2010 to today, that's how I got to 90% automated. Oh, that's great. And you know, one of the things that you're sharing with our listeners, which I think is so important, is that, I mean, the shift that you made, which was for the better, was that you, as you said, you started treating it like a real business. And, you know, passive income, when people hear passive income, they think, oh, easy. But there's a lot of work that goes into it. You have to build up those systems. And I'm glad you're sharing that with our listeners. So for you, what was the toughest part of that learning curve? Letting go. I'm a kind of a control freak, John. <laughs> so, <Aren't> we all. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I remember thinking, well, nobody can do marketing as well as me, mm-hmm. right? And then I thought, well, maybe someone can. I mean, um, so just slowly letting go. It was like, imagine somebody squeezing a wheel as as tightly as they can, and then just slowly relieving that pressure, right, yeah. in every aspect of the business. So. You know, from from due diligence to marketing and training and training and training. And then um, I came up with the the 30 to one rule. So um, that rule says that if it takes me five minutes to do that task, right, Mm -hmm. to teach somebody else how to do it, multiply it by 30. So it's going to take me 150 minutes to get rid of a five minute task the rest of my life. And then that allowed me to have the patience to deal with training either virtual assistants or an acquisition manager or other people in my team. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I did 192 deals last year working two hours a week in frontier properties. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that because you're building up the systems in place, you're delegating, and it, it is a hard thing. It's a hard thing to let go, especially when you're starting out and you've built up so much on your own. And and then, so what helped you delegate? I love the 30 to one rule. I think that's really, really cool. But I mean, was there was there something that shifted in your mindset that allowed you to kind of start letting go of some of those pieces and start placing your trust in, in partners and people you collaborate with? You know, a, a lot of it was just constant reading. I love to read. I love business books and audio books and Audible. And so, um, you know, just book after book after book and, you know, the e-myth. And so intellectually, right, I'm understanding all these things. Emotionally, I'm struggling <laughs> Whole with other it. story, right? <laughs> right, right. So it was really just this having that that sort of courage, if you will, to to embrace the suck, be uncomfortable, get outside of my comfort zone and, 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 and do these things where intellectually I know, okay, life is going to be really good if I can take a month vacation and travel and the, and the business continues to run on its own. So, um, and I'm like, well, if these people can do it, why can't I? So, you know, there's lots of, you know, mentors out there that, you can listen to like you, uh, you know, a podcast that and that you really with three to, podcasts. And, I mean, geez, that's awesome. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll hang out with Tim Ferriss for the day or, you know, or, yeah. or, you know, John Lim and like, oh my gosh. And the light bulb will go off. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I love that. And it's great, great share for moving forward listeners. Well, Mark, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? I am ready. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm excited to ask you. So I'm going to start off. I'm going to tweak it just slightly. So one of the things I love about your story is that you started out in raw land doing it as a sidepreneur. It was a side gig and you are already in a really, really busy profession. You know, investment banking. I mean, that is no joke. So, I mean, what advice? I mean, if you had to share one piece of advice on getting started in looking at something like raw land as a side gig. What would that be? You know, I would say get educated. Mm -hmm. And there's so many little things to do in that business. So it's a very simple model, but it's it's not easy, right? And there's a lot of pitfalls in it. So I would say, number one, get educated. But as you're getting educated, take action. So the only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So, (laughs) you know, first start, okay, county research, right? Learn about how do I research a county. Then start doing it, right? Okay, now I got my county research. Now I got to go out. I got to get a list of people that own raw land. Well, how do I get that list? You know, learn about that. Get, get the list, right? Then scrub that list. So because you got to get out, you got to take out the residential homes and the commercial property, industrial property, right? And then send out those offers. Well, how do I price the offers, right? So figure out, okay, how do I find the comps? And then for me, I like doing the Warren Buffett margin of safety of 300%. So all I do is I look at the comps and I divide by four and I send them out an offer because I don't want to be in the appraisal business, Yeah. right? So I, don't want, I don't want people to say, oh, I'm interested in selling my land. Well, what are you going to pay for? Like, no, no, this is what I'll pay, right? And then understand your metrics. Well, how many of those people should accept that offer? Well, in my business, it's 3 to 5%. If it's over 5%, my pricing was probably too high. If it's under 3%, I probably shot in too low, right? And then you know, going through due diligence and a checklist step by step by step, making sure that there's, you know, all these things in place, legal access, right? No, t- no liens or encumbrances on the title, um, you know, a whole host of, of things done and then close that 
uh, with that seller. Now you own the property, right? And you have to do with deeds and all the legal aspects of doing that. And then you start marketing that property, right? Yeah. Well, I like to sell that property 30 days or less, John. The best way to do it is go to the neighbor, right? Mm. Yes. Because it's not like a house. Like, oh, these people already own raw land. There's a fear of who's going to be my neighbor. Uh-huh. So maybe they are a larger parcel. Yeah. Then you go to the neighbors. You go to Craigslist. You go to Facebook. You go to landandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com. You go to people who already believe in buying raw land, right? Oh, I love it. Love so it. then you you sell that property. And the way I like to do it is on easy owner terms, right? Like a car. Like car payment, yeah. right? Five hundred down, five hundred a month. Yeah. Five hundred down, two forty nine a month. It doesn't matter what it is, but then you're getting about a thousand percent return on your investment, and you're creating a passive income stream without renters, without rehabs, without renovations, without rodents. Oh, right? That's awesome. Absolutely. And so, you know, once you get to the point where you have all this passive income coming in without headaches, and it exceeds your fixed expenses, you're working because you want to, yeah. not because you have to. So, but. To really go deeper into anything, you've got to get educated first. I absolutely love it. And you fully illustrated that. And that is awesome, awesome for moving forward listeners. I mean, that's gold. Well, Mark, I'm excited to ask you, as someone who loves media, as lo- who loves podcasts, who loves books, do you have one, and it may be hard to pick one, but do you have a particular source uh, that has been particularly inspirational to you for moving forward? You know... It's so funny because I'm constantly reading and listening. So um, I'll just do what's you know top of mind right now. And uh, a, a great book I just finished um, is Homo Deus by uh, Yuval Noah Harari. Uh, it's not a really a business book, but it, it gives you a sense of um, where we've come as a as a as a civilization and where we're going. Yeah. Um, so I love that book. And then from a business book that I've just that I just love is uh The One Thing. Oh, that's a uh, great I, one. Yeah. I love that book. Great, great pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Good one. And Mark, share if you have one. Do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity mm-hmm. practice that's been a real game changer for you? John, I'm about to change your life. Are you okay. ready? Okay. I, I love it. <laughs> now I'm not exaggerating, okay? Especially if you're geeky like me and you love automation. Which I am. I'm a total, total geek. So I am I am running my entire business off of this. And I just found it last week, staying up till two in the morning, playing with it. Oh my god. It is it is it is crazy and you can't beat the you have price. A gift for building it's suspense free. too, I have to say. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and the only way I'm gonna give this tip is if everybody subscribes rates and reviews john's podcast oh, just kidding just that's kidding. awesome <laughs> right. they should it. do that though. They should. very too kind i love it uh, and uh, you as well actually you they should be they should be subscribing to all three of your podcasts thank you thank you all right it is airtable.com oh yes okay all right so explain to our listeners a little bit of what airtable is and how you use it okay so airtable is Basically, if you took a spreadsheet, right, and you took a database and you married the two and created all these integrations with it. Wow. Like Zapier, yeah. uh, you know, Basecamp. It, it's unbelievable. It is absolutely unbelievable what you can do with this. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's hard to explain until you start doing it and you're like, oh, my gosh. And it's, and it's beautiful. It's easy because, like, you know, most people, I don't want to say most people, but 
a lot of people, when, when you say the word spreadsheet, their eyes start to glaze over. <laughs> yeah. or, you say, or you say database, their eyes start to glaze over. What if it was made like really easy and really fun and there's already like these templates already made for you and then you could add your team? It's on, it's, it's, I, I'm loving this thing. Airtable. Oh, what a great share. And I'm going to ask, I mean, you're going to, you're going to tackle four knowledge bursts. So moving forward, listeners, you're going to get a bonus today. So Mark, how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you feel like you're up against the wall where you hit a roadblock? You know, I, uh, I love to meditate. So, mm. um, two apps that I, I like right now are Headspace. Yeah. Um, and, in this app called Sway. I think oh, it's like Sway, two bucks. Okay. I use Headspace Sway? and Calm, but Sway, that's a, I'll have to check that one out. So Sway's really good because like at some point you get just tired of just sitting mm-hmm. and, and breathing. And yeah. Sway sort of allows you to move oh. and breathe, listen to music, kind of like Calm. Mm-hmm. But you move and, um, and you walk and you're, real, you're just very uh, mindful of every step, right? Um, so I, I, I really, I know it's very woo woo, but it's, I, I, I that's how I kind of like to calm down or work out those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And Hey, moving forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out audible and Amazon prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Mark, are you ready to do a little time travel? I, I definitely am. All right, so we're going to build a time machine. So we're, we're going to step into it, and I want you to pick a time. Let's, in fact, go back to when you were at the lowest point in your investment banking days, and you're just, just trying to get through the day, and it, it's a grind and you meet your past self, and knowing everything that you know now, ex- having experienced this incredible life that you have now, what is one piece of advice that you would share with your past self? Oh my gosh. Mark, you're going to die anyways. Just go for it. Yeah. Just go for it. Like, what are you so scared of? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know why I was so scared. I was, though. Yeah. Mm. Um, so... That's that's the advice I give myself. You know, it's so funny because when I get scared today, my wife hates when I say this, but like, um, I do fear setting instead of goal setting. I do fear setting, so I can take like big risks. And so I, I've I've already prepared to be homeless. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen, right? Yeah. Like, I lose it all. I lose the house. I lose it. Like, right? And like, <laughs> I can see why your <laughs> wife hates that though. <laughs> she hates when I say this. She's like, it's never gonna happen. I'm like, no, it could happen. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll join a 24 hour gym. In Newport Beach, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm going to eat really well. I'm going to go to the library, and I'm going to start all over again in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And uh, I'll be just fine. And I'm like, I'm like, and honey, you're not going to leave me, right? She's like, no, of course not. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll do it together. I'm like, great. Awesome. So worst case. I'll, I'll be fine. I we'll love all that. Be and the fearless, I think that is such a great share. Well, here's the flip side, Mark. How do you think your past self would have responded to that advice? Um, I think the past self would have been fearful. Mm. I think, I think the past self would have been fearful, but I also think, I think there's something in me that it would have connected and been like, okay, yeah, you're right. Because I, I just think that I knew that I was really unhappy and that I just needed a little push. 
Yeah. Just a little, just a little push, right? Because what's the worst case, right? It's not that bad. I mean, I could always gotten another job. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think I would have handled it okay. Yeah. I don't know. What about you, John? Yeah. You, I, you know what? I think uh, my past self would have been probably a little skeptical. You know, I, I did live in St. Louis for a little while, so I, I know all about you. You know, show <laughs> show me. Uh, but I think I think we all need that little push, and I think a lot of us are just. We wish we would have that someone to tell us, "Hey, you know, just go out there and try it. Do it. You know, you can do it." And uh, I'm with you. I think uh, that little voice of encouragement, I think, would have gone a long way. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's easy to say once you do it. I think when you're do, when you're in it, yeah, it's it's it is hard. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Especially when you don't know what the road ahead is going to look like, I think. Uh, but like you said, and as you've shared and moving forward listeners, you can hear it in Mark's voice. I mean, he's been through it all. He's been through ups. He's been through downs. But I think Mark's words are very, very important. I mean, we're going to die one day. We're going to die anyway. So why not make the most of the days that you have? I absolutely love it. Well, Mark, how can our listeners connect with you and learn all about the great work that you're doing, especially how to shortcut some of the stuff that you had to learn the long way. Yeah, yeah. I think the best place to go is thelandgeek.com, thelandgeek.com. Awesome. And, um, and actually, you know what? Uh, I, I know we're going to have a special link for you, probably thelandgeek.com forward slash moving forward. Awesome. And awesome. then they'll get the $97 passive income launch kit for free. That's awesome. a good deal. That is a great deal. And moving forward, listeners, I mean, head over to that link. We're going to have it linked in the write-up. So check it out. Mark, I want you to close out the show. So using no more th- than three or four words, what parting wisdom would you like to pass on to moving forward listeners today? Oh, three or four words? I mean, you got to quote Yoda, right? <laughs> exactly. There, You're the second there is no try. brought up Yoda. <laughs> there is no try, only do. There is no try, only do. I absolutely love it. I hope Disney doesn't come after us for using that, but I love it. There is no try, <laughs> only do. Mark, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your knowledge bursts and your journey with our listeners so they can be inspired to move forward. Thanks, John. And moving forward, listeners, one more time, check it out, bemovingforward.com. Follow us on social media at bemovingforward. Check us out. Next Tuesday, we'll be back with another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.